From Potomac Fund Management and the Conquer Risk Podcast, this is the Proust Questionnaire with Keon Salahizadeh. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. I'm Christopher Norton, Chief Marketing Officer at Potomac. So with 10,000 people tuning into the first episode, either you really like the new series, the Proust Questionnaire, or you really liked Shauna Ohm. I guess the pressure is on my next guest, Kian Salahizadeh. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Um, I think that we should first note that this is the first time we've ever spoken to each other face-to-face. Yes. Yep, that's right. That's right. Quite the conversation to be having the first time we do this, but I'm excited to dive in. And I also want to thank you for teaching me how to properly pronounce your name, because while I may be a woke bloke in the Bay, I'm also a white kid from Nebraska, and we still have a lot to learn. Sure, sure, absolutely. So um, I, I, I gave Shauna a softball on her first question, but I'm not going to do that to you. So my first question, sir, is what is your absolute greatest fear? I guess one, one, you know, one thing that I'm, I'm always concerned about is just, uh, you know, unnecessarily burning bridges with people and, um, you know, getting into conflict over thing that can be, things that can be resolved otherwise. So I would say that's probably one of the things that I'm always on the lookout for. And obviously that shows in uh, just the way I handle myself through social media, you know, trying to be kind of neutral with everything that I do. Um, you know, trying to be supportive of people as best as I can. So th- I'd say maybe just conflict in general is always something that is of concern to me. All right. Well, I came out swinging. So next question, I'll give you a little bit more of a softball. What is your personal greatest extravagance? Greatest extravagance. Um, I think, uh, I think per- well, so, I mean, in my case, I've got a couple of younger kids. And so I, I'd say just all the stuff that I've ended up buying for them, maybe, over the years is, um, <laughs> yeah, is considered my greatest extravagance. I mean, I, I, in general, I try to live within my means and, uh, you know, I don't spend a lot of money on anything. I mean, we've got a, a nice house and, um, you know, good, good cars, things like that, but I don't, I'm never flashy with, with any of the stuff that we have. So I just always try to be very modest. Um, so I would say, yeah, it's probably just been one of the biggest expenditures has been just on all the stuff that I get for the boys. And then, um, outside of that, I'm very much a, a, a tech nerd, if you could call it that. So I like, uh, you know, just gadgets in general and, uh, staying on top of the latest things that are out there. I definitely identify with the, uh, well, the gadgets too, but, um, definitely with, with the the kids um i there's when it comes to my son like there's if there's an adventure to be had we're gonna have it and uh yeah that's that's pretty much life that's right that's right yeah i feel like most of my spending now is 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 really for them you know i don't (laughs) i don't do much for myself anymore whether that's good or bad but uh yeah that's kind of the current situation if my partners were here she would probably point to cars because that is a weakness of mine but she's not so we're going to move right on 
Um, what is what is your this may seem like a strange question, but what's your current state of mind right now with everything going on in the world and which is something that feels like it just gets heavier? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say maybe a couple of words. So one would be anxious just about, right, as you said, everything that's going on in the world, especially with just the uh, the war now in Ukraine and, and you know, being a first generation American where my parents left, uh, you know, their home country because of uh, revolution and just conflict over there and haven't been back in you know, almost, what is it, 40 years now, or 50 years, I should say. But um, so just being anxious about that whole situation. And then on top of that, though, I would also say just being optimistic. Um, you know, I'm always trying to find the silver lining with things and just trying to uh, you know, hope for the best in people and then uh, just you know, trying to see that there will be good outcomes with a lot of what's going on. That sounds like a very healthy and balanced perspective. Um, <laughs> yeah. One that I think the rest of us strive to accomplish. Um, I know for me as a parent, it, it that perspective changes because I, 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 I look at it through that lens and, you know, the Ukraine thing in particular his has turned out to be a really unexpected teaching moment with my son. Um, I, I didn't know what he would think of that or it, he's eight, if he would even be old enough to kind of grasp it, but he really has. Um, and we've had a lot of really great conversations that have come out of talking about what's going on and how, if at all we can help and things like that. And so that's been a surprise, but a good one. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I guess it, and it's a little different for my kids just because my my older one is six and a half and my younger one just turned four. So um, it's been tougher sure. to, I guess, speak with him about some of that or even the older one at this stage. But uh, but you're right. Yeah, it definitely puts things into perspective. And um, you know, war just, is never a conversation you want to have with your kids. But when you know they're talking about it at school and correct. and things like that, you, you have to. And it's been it's been interesting for sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, who? So since we've been talking about kids, what or who is the greatest love of your life? Um, I mean, I would say my family at this point. So my wife. Uh, you know, we've been uh, we've been together. Let's see, going back to 2015 so years, pretty much married for uh, for 10 this year. But, um, you know, she just helps keep things keeps things going around the house. And then, of course, the two boys as well um, that we have. I mean, they're a handful, but I would say those are really my uh, my main focus in life. I'm going to say something that <clears throat> I hated when people said before I was a father because I thought it was dumb. Um which is, I have two, my partner and my son. And it's such a completely different kind of love that I can't really describe. But the love that I have for my son is so different and unique than the love that I have for my partner. Not greater than or less than, but yep. different. And in a distinctive and important way that if I was smarter, I could probably articulate, but I'm not, so I can't and I won't. 
but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And you're right. It is, it's different between me and my wife and then me and the boys, but, um, but yeah, I would say, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without all of them. I mean, of course, life is very different once you have kids, but, um, but in a good way, you know, especially overall, as you look at things, a lot of challenges, but it, uh, it all, it, it all turns out well in the end. When and where are you happiest? Yeah, I would say generally, I mean, I, I try to be positive and happy all the time, but probably the two places that I tend to be the most uh, happy are, um, no, well, so I, I do enjoy my work. Let me preface that as well. I'll say, you know, work is, is definitely interesting and entertaining, but Outside of that, I think just interacting with all the friends I've made over the years on uh, on Twitter is one spot. And then uh, personally, I would say, you know, on the weekends when I go out with the family, we're, we love to do outdoors types of activities. Um, so whether it's, you know, my older son is starting to get into fishing a little bit, so teaching him that, but just a lot of hiking and uh, biking and so forth. So I think just being outside and taking advantage of the fact that we're in Southern California, um, that's always fun for me. And I, I'm, I'm really happy when we're doing those types of things together. I, I will ask a selfish, a selfish follow-up question, which is as, as an avid hiker myself, um, what are, what are some recommendations you have for Southern California? Sure. Yeah. So we just, you know, given that our kids are younger, I'd say most of what we do is generally in the the vicinity of where we live. But um, a couple of fun spots that we've liked to go as a as a family. So one of them is Blue Sky Reserve, which is um, out in the Poway area. Actually, both of them are in the Poway area. And then um, that's a pretty easy hike. It's well shaded. Um, you know, lots of trees. It's relatively easy for the kids as well. Not a lot of elevation changes. And then um, the other one is Lake Poway. Uh, okay. And so that's, uh, that's one that's a little more challenging, but we like that area because not only can we do fishing there um, with the boys, but you can also, um, there's a pretty difficult kind of mountainous hike there that uh, once you get to the top, they call it potato chip rock. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that, but uh, it's basically like a little um, overlook or whatever, but it's like a flat slab of rock that basically sticks out from the mountain and there's nothing underneath it. So people always go and get these crazy photos where they're just literally on the edge and um, (laughs) there's nothing supporting that thing underneath. So you're always nervous. (laughs) It's finally going to give way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's a much more challenging one, and and a lot of people, I think, enjoy it. Well, through that lens of of when and where are you happiest, um, what is your most treasured possession? I mean, I'd say, you know, if it had to be one thing, I would probably say our home would be my most treasured possession just because that's, you know – uh, grateful to have a, a roof over our heads and that's where a lot of memories have been made over the years especially with the kids and um, a lot of activity that takes place there especially with the pandemic going on as well so there was you know a year almost two years where 
We were spending a lot of time here and just in the immediate neighborhood. So that's, if I had to pick one thing, that's probably what I would say. That's, that's, that's a great answer. And I think indicative of the life that you lead uh, because it represents, you know, where life happens, right? Yep. Yeah. But I mean, I would say, I would also say maybe, I mean, I don't want to be one of those people who says their phone, but I, the reason I would bring that up is right. Just <laughs> because I use that for not only work. So that's how I make my money, but uh, capturing all of the memories as well, photos, yeah. videos, things like that. So that's always important to me too. I, it's a, it's a tough question and I don't know. It's not one that I had ever thought of before asking you. So I'm not sure what my answer would be, but if you know, there's a lot of things my son has made for me and my partners had given to me that have a lot of sentimental value. If, if the, if, if the place was burning down and I could only grab a couple things, one of them would be this clock right here. Okay. Um, it's not particularly valuable, but it belonged to my great grandparents and was given to me by my grandfather who, who has had it his entire life. Um, and that's something that I think I would, I would grab just because it has so much history to it. Yep. And my family history has always been very important to me and something I want to be able to pass on to my son. So challenging question. Ooh. What in your personal opinion or perspective is the greatest depth of misery? I guess, um, yeah, if I had, yeah, I'm trying to think here. I mean, I'd say maybe being alone if I, if I had to pick something, I mean, I, I know that might kind of sound like an odd answer, but just, you know, because I, I think I thrive so much off of uh, just a lot of the friendships that I've built over the years, people I've met in the industry and elsewhere, family, friends. Uh, I can't even imagine if it was just, you know, if I had nobody to turn to. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that's, maybe a no, good I answer for people or not, but that's what I would say. Yeah. I, I think coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people feel that way, but um, isolation is a challenging, challenging thing. All right. Before we wrap um, one last fun question. Um, what is in your opinion, your most marked characteristic well, I was going to jokingly say, so I was going to say in terms of, if you ask my Twitter followers, it's how, probably the ability to um, to post biographies of people in 280 characters or less. But uh, um, I'd say personally, it's probably just, um, you know, something that I think everybody has picked up on is just how you know, social I am and um, just how much of an extrovert I am. And I think it kind of surprises a lot of folks maybe just based off of, um, I don't know if it's just perceptions or what it might be, but, uh, you know, I, I can, I try to strike up conversations with anyone and everyone and, uh, doesn't matter the setting, but I think that's just something, you know, especially my family seems to notice that as well. Um, but that's uh, awesome. Well, hopefully we'll get a chance to actually to talk in person sometime and can have one of these conversations face to face. Yes. Yes. No, I know that would be nice. I know, unfortunately I haven't seen a lot of, uh, I, well, I haven't met a lot of the people that I interact with online in person, unfortunately, but 
even the ones I have, it's been years with most of them, but, um, but I know that would be great. I'm, I'm taking my first work related trip for the first time in two and a half years come May. So yep. it's going to be, I haven't even met my entire team at Potomac yet. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's been a, it's been an interesting, uh, journey, but I'm excited to get back to something that looks like normal life again soon. Awesome. Yeah, no, likewise. You're right. Same thing with me. I mean, I haven't, I'd say at this point, a majority of my coworkers, I, I probably have not actually met in person. I mean, between even the San Diego office where I'm based out of, and uh, we have another office in the East Coast. But um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy to me that there's been lots of folks that I haven't met in person. I mean, there, there were quite a few that I don't even think had been to the office for a long time after they joined the team. Um, but, um, yeah, well, we're interesting times. We're, we're in that added, uh, place of, we don't even have an office to go to. So, um, being a fully remote company. So we're, yeah. uh, we're going to get the whole team together at the end of May and we're all looking forward to, to that. I think That's great. great. That's wonderful. Well, Keon, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This was an absolute pleasure, uh, and great to get to know you. Yes. Thank you very much for, uh, for having me. Appreciate it. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.